0: Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. And thank you for joining us once again for Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This is another special episode this week. Dr. Banning is going to have a very interesting conversation with Kathy Moore, who has a story that you probably are really going to enjoy and learn a lot. So I'm going to turn it over now to Dr. Banning and Kathy Moore. Dr. Banning? Hey, folks, it's good to, to be back here again, and um, I'm really excited about today's podcast. We have a special guest here. Her name is Kathy Moore. Um, Kathy has a really amazing journey, an amazing healing journey and story, and it's still going on. Um, so I would like to introduce Ms. Kathy to you. Uh, Kathy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I'm not a doctor. I'm already liking
2: this.
1: (laughs) And I don't have any medical background. I'm just uh, one in three women who was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And I think I took the road less traveled because uh, I decided to not do conventional medicine to uh, do holistic. So I was diagnosed and I found the lump actually myself in my left breast in January of 2016. And I had been elbowed by a grandchild. I actually have nine grandchildren. So one oh, of them wow. I was holding in my lap, and she got up really quickly and a little sharp elbow right there. So I just thought it was, you know, something from that injury. And I went, a few weeks later, when it had not gone away, I went to my gynecologist, and she felt it and said, oh, you need to have a biopsy. So... I really didn't want to have a biopsy, but I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the only way I'm going to find out for certain. So I had a biopsy in February of 2016 and was diagnosed with invasive ductal carcinoma, stage two, with a 2.4 centimeter tumor. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe it. I, <laughs> I mean imagine. I you know I was eating what I thought was fairly healthy, uh exercising, drinking water, uh had been fairly health minded for about 10 years. But nevertheless, I had a diagnosis.
0: Wow. Um so it's really interesting cuz you weren't getting all the mammograms and going through all the uh traditional procedures that they require women to go through uh your grandchild kind of elbowed you and you felt a bump that's how you discovered is that correct correct okay um so you know there's so many incidental findings that that people run into with cancer you know like they they fracture their leg in, in the yard in a hole and then they find out you know instead of a broken bone they have a a cancer or things like that but uh okay so um so, this is one of the things that we talk about with our patients, and uh, it's really important to know your genetics. Even though you can live a really healthy lifestyle, um, there's a saying genetics uh, loads the gun, lifestyle fires it. So, you're obviously living a good lifestyle. And uh, for me, my genetics is prostate cancer, diabetes, and high blood pressure, and Alzheimer's. And so, uh, we try to advise people to just say, "Hey, you know, think about your genetics, think about what your family history is, and uh, try to try to live a lifestyle that's, you know, that's going to help prevent some of those areas." But still, it's pretty tough. But
1: that was that's a question you always fill out at doctor's offices. You know uh-huh. what is what is your medical history? And mm-hmm. I had there was no breast cancer in my family on either side. So, really? nobody had had breast cancer. My father died of cancer uh, slash chemotherapy in back in the when he was seventy five years old he had had colon cancer mm-hmm. and he actually had a, a ruptured gallbladder or something mm. ruptured i can 't oh, remember wow. now what it was, but it, just that he almost had gangrene before they found out what it was, took mm-hmm. out a lot of his intestines, and then then later had cancer. And immediately, you know, we need to do chemotherapy. If you don't, you're going to only have four, four months to live. And so we decided to do chemotherapy, and he had the worst four months of his life and died.
0: That's frustrating. So
1: Very frustrating. And I think having that in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. was another factor in deciding that there must be a better way.
0: Wow. Um, So, yeah, and the the other thing that really bothers me is um, there's a lot of fear invoking and fear. If you don't get this done, you're not going to live or, you know, things like that. And uh, fear, what fear does is it, it shuts off the healing part of your nervous system and it fires up the fight or flight and to protect and isolate um and that's not that's not holistic that's not healthy and so anyhow um so i've got a couple of questions here but feel free to uh to break in anytime if you you've got some something to um to add uh so we went over how it was discovered
1: Well, let me tell you about a few of the doctors, because I decided to go see a doctor on Mm -hmm. the advice of my gynecologist. She said, I have a breast health doctor I want you to see. So that sounded good to me, breast health. And when I walked to the door, it said breast surgeon under her name. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I talked to her first and surgeon immediately. She said, oh, we need to get that out and do radiation six weeks of radiation and then possibly chemotherapy and I wanted to know if there were other ways to heal no and she was very adamant that that was the only way and she said I have And I asked a few questions and she said I have women come in here every day begging me to get it out and you're saying you want to wait I said I just want to give it three or four months and see if I can make some lifestyle changes and and make a difference. And she said, if you don't have that out, it will be the size of your fist in four months. And it wasn't. But I did have a note of encouragement that day because when she left the office, somebody with a title of maybe cancer navigator or nurse navigator came in And she was there the whole time. And I asked her, also I asked the doctor, the surgeon, would you do this if this were you? Would you have cancer? I mean, would you have surgery, Mm -hmm. chemotherapy, and radiation? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the nurse practitioner said, or navigator said, there are a lot of doctors out there who are on a different train of thought. She said, "Do do more research." Mm-hmm. That was really a note of encouragement for me. <clears throat> sure, to, that okay. She knows something, and maybe she's not supposed to talk about it. So, yeah. So,
0: um, go with me. Go 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 through your thoughts with me when you were when that doctor told you those words. What was going inside of your mind,
1: uh, Doctor Chris? That's the only time in my journey that I was sick. <laughs> yeah, I was physically when I got to the parking lot. I thought I was going to vomit, mm-hmm. uh, in the parking garage. Uh, but I've been very blessed not to be sick the whole time. I have felt healthy through this journey. Yeah. But that that comment and and that treatment made me ill.
0: That is that is so amazing. You know, I, I don't think people realize. When you're in an environment of healing and love and caring and encouragement, it is it gives you such an advantage. But you know, I've I've had bad news before too, and you you hit the bottom, and you're just like, "Wow, is this really true? Is this my life? You know?" And uh, so, yeah, you were you were pretty sick then after that, weren't you?
1: Absolutely, I spent yeah. a lot of a lot of time praying for Uh God's guidance. Just help me through this and show me what I need to do.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I almost cried there, but I didn't. (laughs) So, um, all right, so you got this news and you went out and you started reading, doing some research. So, you know, the other thing is, is I get so many patients in here that just don't have a clue because they've been indoctrinated into the, you know, cut it out, cover up the symptoms you know the body's dumb you know when you get a fever the body has no idea what it's doing things like that and uh, they don't know how to respond to symptoms and so can you give me an idea of you know what your process was was of learning this how to how to take care of yourself how to combat this and get healthy
1: well my husband of course is my greatest advocate and Mm -hmm did all sorts of research with me. Mm -hmm. We were both on computers all day looking at studies and research and finding websites and testimonials from people who had healed from cancer. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that kept in the back of my mind the whole time was that cancer cannot grow in a healthy body. And I thought, well then I need to make my body healthy. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was healthy but in reality I had some issues that I wasn't dealing with mm-hmm. um, I had some really poor digestion um, or constipation I didn't go to the bathroom often enough mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've known for a long time I've had some lymphatic issues with my left leg so I had that going on I had a great deal of stress in my life at the time And what I learned is that no matter how healthy you're eating, stress suppresses your immune system. And I wasn't dealing with that stress very well. So I learned to deal with stress better. I thought, you know, I don't want just a Band-Aid on this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just cut it out. Because I read things about women who had had both breasts removed, and then the cancer came back. So i'm the type person that if there's an odor in my house <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't just spray something
2: uh-huh. i
1: want to know where it is what's causing it and i want it out i want uh-huh. to get rid of it you know yeah. i want to i want to address the cause so i asked the, do- the doctors you know what caused this just different people get cancer there 's just no rhyme or reason to why people get cancer. some people can smoke their whole lives and get and not get cancer mm-hmm. there's just no rhyme <clears> or reason and I thought surely there are some causes that something that has caused this in my body and if my body created it, then it can heal mm-hmm. if if it needs it needs some help sure healing
0: yeah so uh, what was that what was that again that 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 kind of got you? a body that a cancer cannot grow in a body that's healthy in a healthy body yeah and so um yeah so that's amazing and uh inflammation is such a big topic uh that i like to talk about with our patients because if your body is inflamed it's a perfect setting for disease um autoimmune issues uh just all kinds of hazards that can develop and you want to use upstream uh Modalities, upstream uh, methods of, of helping yourself. So digestion is one of the best things that you can do. So you knew you were constipated. So what did you, what did you start
1: doing? Well, drinking more water. Um, I had aligned myself with a, a nutritional company, Whole Foods, uh, about seven or eight years before the diagnosis. And that helped some. But I tripled the amount that I was taking. I increased my fruits and vegetables to an extreme. I was, I was really afraid to eat anything except mm-hmm. what God had made. So I ate all fruits and vegetables, grains, berries, and cut out all processed foods, sugar. Mm-hmm. And in a few weeks, I started feeling a lot better. I started looking better. And that was amazing to people because, well, first of all, let me back up a little bit. I didn't tell my family Mm -hmm. um, until June of that year. So I waited several months. I told my daughter, I actually kept a little journal of dates, and I told her the end of June of that year because... And she would not have been the one, but other family members may not have understood. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Friends would not have understood. And I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was working before I shared it with them. So I was getting good results. I was feeling better. And the tumor was not growing. So I did share with my family and friends and I'm a very private person, and I have mm-hmm. to deal with things my way. Sure, <laughs> and sure. And so I didn't tell a, a large group of people. I didn't put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I told my a group of church family and uh, my closest friends and my family.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's, you know, when something like that comes up, it's, it's a shame that we live in a society where you get judged on the way you Take care of yourself and um, you know so um, yeah that's that's uh, that's tough Our, our the 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 culture that we live in the the medical route of taking a pill or getting surgery is just so standard it's like don't even question it just go there take the pill and just you know and there's so many people with medications right now that are just having so many side effects and then one person will raise their hand oh i'm doing great you know or something or or people will will go the chemo route and they survived and made it and anybody that's ever survived or made it you cannot discredit their journey you can't exactly. judge them you know exactly. and so that's one of the things is when people start this they've got to have a team just like just like you did and not only that boy she's really wise to have uh Just try to figure it out on your own. And then, and of course, your husband helped you a lot too. That's awesome. At what point did you realize that you were going to beat this?
1: I think after the two year mark, Uh I felt, you know, maybe two and a half. I thought, well, I'm halfway there because, Uh you know, that's the big mark, the five year Uh survivor rate. And I'd seen celebrations, but just gradual. Uh, successes uh-huh.
0: along the way. Yeah, so I bet you were really excited when you had your first good bowel movement, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you can well, get just, excited uh, about you, stuff. Yeah, you like when
1: your whole system starts working the way it was designed to, uh-huh. you know, you feel and, better.
0: Yeah, and the lymphatics really work with your GI tract. I bet. So, what did you do for your lymphatics?
1: Well, I we we had purchased some time ago a, a vibration. Platform that you oh, really? stand on, okay. and it just kind of shakes you. Awesome. Uh, but just walking, getting outside—there's so many things that are free that are really healthy for the body: sunshine, fresh air, deep breathing, <laughs> dry yeah. brushing. You know, things that you can do that are free. They don't Shh. cost. Anything. Oh, don't
0: tell anybody it's free. <laughs> There's a lot of people right now that are very upset. That's the frustrating thing, too, is the cancer industry is just all about generating massive amounts of money. And uh, that's one of our themes in our, when we talk to people. It's like, hey, there's a lot of free stuff out there that will just change your life, like getting good sleep, um, eating healthy. Um, all the things that you're talking about right now. Um, so
1: what are you doing right now? I'm continuing because... I I don't want it to come back mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. Uh-huh. I don't want uh, an environment in my body that invites cancer in.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So I'm doing most of the same things that I started doing at the beginning. I I did find that there are healthy things to eat <laughs> <and Yeah.
2: laughs> that are
1: really tasty uh-huh. and good, and um, I, I don't. Need, and, and I wasn't eating a lot of processed foods um, before. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not eating out a lot but you, people say oh, you can eat healthy at restaurants but you not uh, like at home I you don't, you can yeah. buy organic food at home you can prepare your food at home mm-hmm. um much healthier than you can yeah eat out. but i i'm i'm going to eat out i'm going mm-hmm. to to be with friends and you know eat some of the foods that they eat but i i try to keep that ratio 80 20
0: mhm That's great. That's great. Um, So how did you monitor your progress? Did you just kind of look at what your body was doing? You had more energy? You were sleeping better?
1: No, I actually, um, well, I went to see, I I mentioned I saw some doctors. I went back to see um, my primary care physician because in November of 2015, before I had my diagnosis, I had had a complete physical. And Mm -hmm. he said, you are the healthiest sixty five year old woman I, I treat I just I only see you once a year, your blood work looks great, everything's wonderful, so I thought, okay i'm going to go back to see him and see what happened, and if he recommends this standard of care, you know, then I kept hearing that standard of care yeah so oh yes, I, I recommend that. Would you have your wife do it? Oh yes, I would well, why did I get this diagnosis? In January, after I had a clean bill of health, I said well we don 't test for cancer we don't you know unless there's some reason f- for a doctor to test for cancer they don 't test for cancer when you go in for your physical there and i 'm sure i'm not a doctor, as I said, but mm-hmm. you can i 'm sure there are things in the in the blood work mm-hmm. that they can see, but my blood work was good, and
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's, you know, that's, you're really hitting on a lot of spots. Um, You know, standard of care, um, a lot of people think, well, my blood pressure is normal. Well, what is normal? Well, we've uh, looked at 10,000 people and we averaged their blood pressure. Well, who is healthy? Who is not healthy? How do you know somebody's healthy, you know? And so the definition of health in a lot of cases is absence of symptoms. If you have a symptom, come in and let's treat it. Well, every symptom has a cause. And so, you know, that's part of what, you know, holistic health care is about, in my opinion. If you're not addressing the cause, you're not really helping somebody with their health. Um, well,
1: the only, the only way on. I could get blood work was to go to an oncologist. So oh. I did go to an oncologist. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he said immediately, "You're you're going to die if you don't take this out and have the treatment and he said I think we can do the chemo first and reduce it and then then take it out and of course by then by the time I went to see him I was my decision had been made I was not doing the, the that care until I found it and I never ruled it out completely I just said I'm going to see first if if my body will heal on its own and so I did blood work. I went to see him twice just so I could get blood work done. And they did the the cancer tumor marker test and mm-hmm. and
2: So, yeah, that
1: actually came back within range uh-huh. the, the tumor markers. So I asked him. I said, "Okay, am I in remission?" The second time I went to see him, and he said, "Oh, we wouldn't say that you're in remission because you didn't do treatment." And I said, "Well, how do you tell your patients that they are in remission? What are the criteria for that?" And he said, "Well, symptoms. You don't have any symptoms." He said, "If you had headaches or stomach aches, or you know, we would, we might, we would do an MRI, um, blood work was another one. There were two or three things that he told me that." More mm-hmm. criteria, and I said, "Well, I, I don't have any symptoms, and my blood work's good, so I think there's absence of disease here, <laughs> no disease."
2: Golly,
0: so, so
1: so I did go to an oncologist just to get my blood work, but he was very scary, and uh, I took my husband the second time, and my husband could not believe what he said. I mean, he said we would say it in a nice way, but he said, "If you were my sister, I would, I would twist your arm and make you have this chemo." It's
0: it's very dark. Um, I had a dark. friend that had a something called Sarcoma, and he was a mentor of mine, and he was a chiropractor. And uh, he had a talk with this uh, oncologist, and the oncologist says, well, you already know your lifespan's a lot shorter than what you thought you were going to live. And uh, my friend says, yeah, I, I know that. And he says, okay, so... This is my recommendation. We're going to do some chemo, and so so Barry says, "Well, all right, what do we do then?" He says, "Well, we we wait for the healthy cells to we wait for the disease cells to shrink, and you know." And he says, "Well, what about my healthy cells?" And Barry says, or the doctor says, uh, "Well, the healthy cells will come back, and then the cancer cells will come back. Well, what do we do with the cancer cells after they come back? We do another radiation treatment." Well, what do we do then? We wait, we wait for the healthy cells to come back. What about the cancer cells? Well, they'll come back too, and it just kept going round and round and round and he finally decided not to uh do it do the uh treatment and He lived for probably three years, but he was able to travel and do his seminars and and have a good life at the end, he didn't make it, but his condition i mean his his bones. We're about like Swiss cheese. He caught it late. He caught it late. But uh, anyhow, so you know, and it, it, you know, we talk about um, light and darkness. And uh, if there is light, the light will take over the darkness. Light is actually an entity. It's, it's made of energy. Your health is not an accident you were designed to be healthy, your body can help you be healthy. Disease is a non-entity. When there's lack of health, guess what? Disease comes in. And so, um, you know, some of the things you've talked about are, are really good, really good. And you can only learn those things through experience like you've been through. One of the, so.
1: the books that I read, and I, I think I had Amazon deliver two or three books a week <laughs> during uh-huh. that for the first six months, but one is called Radical Remission. And it's a a doctor who got her doctorate on this project of spontaneous remission. People who went into uh, remission just spontaneously. They'd go back, and the doctors would say, well, the cancer's gone. We don't know what happened, but it's gone. So she started doing research and finding these people and interviewing them. And she learned that it wasn't spontaneous. It was radical, that they had made some radical changes and she interviewed hundreds of people and now she has this project and you can you can look it up radicalremission.com and look up any type of cancer and read the stories of all these people who have have done things now in the book she she puts together the things that they had in common you know they all had some things in common like the plant based diet that was mm-hmm. big on the list and exercise and so she um, she addressed those and told the stories along the way. So it's it's really it it was one of the books that made an impact and then the mm-hmm. the Chris Beat Cancer website. And what, he has how a do you book spell also that? How Chris, do you, Chris Chris c h r i s beat Cancer. Gotcha. And he was diagnosed stage four and he did have surgery but he did not do the treatment he he chose to do natural treatments and he's Mm a i think a 17 year survivor
0: that's good that's good so now do you um do any thermography or anything like yes absolutely that's i
1: learned about thermography i wish i had known about it years ago
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um one drawback of doing alternative treatments is that insurance won't pay for anything Um, they i called actually about the thermography because some states cover thermography Mm. but tennessee is not one of them and i talked to several different people but that would be a a wonderful project to take on someday (laughs) sure (laughs) try to get that covered by insurance but it's not it's not that expensive if you just have one a year like you know the Mm -hmm. mammograms are recommended but um Yes, I do thermography, and that's another way that I monitored during the mm-hmm. during the journey.
0: Yeah, I would like to have a thermography or a thermographer come out to our office sometime. I don't know if you know anybody, but that would be really neat to at least offer it mm-hmm. to the public. Um, so, so I got a couple more questions. I got a million questions, but, but uh, one of them is, uh, so now that you have been through this journey— um, you know how when somebody accomplishes something and then others can be mentored. Um, do you have a desire to help other people?
1: I do. I, I was very private at first, but mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to share my story. Mm-hmm. And I have thought of a book because sure. I wish there had been one book that had everything in it. And of course, there there are. I've found some since, but I think I could share. My story.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So, yes, I I do have a desire to help other people. But I've found that we're pretty much brainwashed in this country as far as the fear of cancer. You know, cancer is is not a death sentence. If you get that diagnosis, that doesn't mean that you're going to die. But that's how we've been programmed. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm the one of three I'm destined to die. Well, we're all going to die <laughs> sometime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could, we don't know that. Our Creator knows that we don't. What about pushback from others? I mean, you know, obviously,
0: you know, you had the breast surgeon that was pretty cold. In fact, that was a low point in your life, probably, from what you shared. Who else was against natural healing for you, and how did you respond to that?
1: I think the circle of friends that I... I shared with and my family were very supportive mm-hmm. um, I, I was very selective okay. but word gets out and there was talk from some people about what I was doing and why I was doing it and there had been a lady in our church years ago who chose not to do chemotherapy and I'm talking 20 years ago and she passed away but she she chose not to do it But what I tried to explain to people is I'm not doing that because they brought her name up to me several times. I said that I'm not I'm not just staying home and doing nothing. I am doing treatments. It's just not the standard of care treatment. So I didn't want to stress myself out. I was, you know, that's one of the things you're trying to keep your stress level down. Mm -hmm. You don't want your stress level up. So I didn't want to argue with people. And so I just and I still say this is not for everybody. What I'm doing is not for everybody. It's it's actually very hard because you're doing things that somebody's not telling you to do. You're you're finding out on your own what you need to do. And and you know there aren't naturopathic doctors that you can find not in Tennessee I don't mm-hmm. think, but that can help you there are a lot of doctors out there who will help you absolutely through the journey but i think it's very empowering to not just give your life over to somebody else and say okay whatever you tell me to do i'm going to do and that's what we've been programmed to do to believe our doctors that's what my dad my mom and dad they would do anything their doctor told them to do
0: i think that's starting to change now it is, I, I think what's it is. happening too is big pharma is 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 getting a lot stronger too now and uh you know the doctors come they, they have this really good you know before they go into medical school they really want to help a lot of people and then they get into medical school and it's all about pharmacology
1: and i i let me clarify that I have nothing against doctors. If I break my arm, I'm going to a doctor to Mm -hmm. get it fixed. Right, right. And I have friends who are doctors. I think they are under so much stress with insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies. They really don't have time to explore other ways to heal. And I've heard several people talk, doctors, who have said, we only took one course in our studies in medical school on nutrition mm-hmm. and it was optional you yeah. didn't have to take it if you didn't want to yeah. well nutrition is key it is it is so key
0: it's absolutely yeah you're right i agree with you That's so
1: awesome. I, I don't want to bash doctors in any way
0: yeah it the thing that really frustrates me is there are people that are they don't know there's another way you know, and this is the only way. I've got to take this, I've got to do this, I've got to listen to my doctor, and then he just go straight. And I'll, I'll share something with you too. My, my, uh, my father thought he had bone marrow cancer. And dad exercises, he eats healthy. He's 82 years old, he probably do about 15 pull-ups, he can jog, he does all those things. And he encouraged me a lot to work into getting a healthy lifestyle. And so it was at uh, Skyline where he got that diagnosis the the head doctor over there and uh he was writing his will out he was preparing to die and we just sat down and said hey let's let's go somewhere else and get another diagnosis or get another evaluation so dad is an engineer and he has all of his blood labs graft out i mean the last 20 years everything and uh, we went to vanderbilt and we went to the probably one of the top three specialists in in, uh, bone marrow disease. And they spent time with us. They talked to us. They evaluated his blood tests. And the doctor comes in. And he says, Mr. Banning, you have been profiled. That's all he said. That was his word for being set up for cancer dad has great insurance okay and he chose not to do it and so me and dad hugged and cried and we're so happy and so I just wonder sometimes how many people get this treatment that don't need it there's so much pressure financially and it's so easy to do that instead of advising somebody to eat something or to go out and exercise and so that's what's what really frustrates me is is his patience Loved ones, people that you love, getting coerced into getting a lot of this stuff. Now, I know some of it's probably good, but it's it's so hard, you know, because when you're in a holistic health, I don't know anything about treating cancer as far as from a disease standpoint, you know? I mean, I I know what health is, but sometimes you get in there and you just, wow, this is crazy, and then you hear those words and, wow, so... What would you tell somebody, Kathy, that uh, had a very similar experience to you and are faced with all these questions and they wanted to go holistic, but they just didn't know where to start?
1: Well, the first thing is not to be afraid. I know You know, the Bible tells us over and over not to fear. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Take your time. the The surgeon that saw me and my doctor both told me that 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 tumor had probably been growing 5 years. So if if it had been growing 5 years, then once two or three more months, you know, mm-hmm. take your time to make a decision. You're going to hear the standard of care, you have to do this and you have to do that. But just understand that doctors are trained and I really think they're not allowed to to talk about any other method of healing. Even if they know it, so take your time, do your research, find out what the best decision is for for your body, for your life.
0: Wow, I've just really uh, been amazed at this. I didn't know what to expect of it, but uh, man, it's it's incredible. I've, I've I've never been on a podcast where I, I felt like I really didn't know how to respond or react but uh, this was really good I really enjoyed it and I really really hope um, that people that listen to this um, can get some strength and encouragement from it you know that this was really good so one one other question Kathy is there any is there any one or two sources that really helped you out it, the two sources were the
1: well, cri- radical remission radical remission and there's a book and a website radicalremission.com chrisbeatcancer.com dot com, and he has a wonderful list of questions to ask the oncologist when you go after your diagnosis. Before when you go to the doctor, so okay. I would recommend someone look at that video that he has first. Okay. Um, the other one that just, I feel like when I was praying for answers, this this came immediately in March after my diagnosis. There was a series. Called the Truth About Cancer on Internet, and I watched it. And each session was about something different: essential oils or nutrition, or mm-hmm. different ways to monitor your healing. So it was wonderful. So the Truth About Cancer first, then Radical Remission, and Crispy Cancer. I think those three—that's the order they came in in my life. And, okay, and. Uh, those, those really made a difference.
0: Awesome. Okay, so Kathy, uh can you give some information out about how people could contact you regarding your journey or any questions that they might have?
1: I am very available through email, uh Facebook. I'll have to say that I don't check my email daily, so mm-hmm. <laughs> but my email is the digit 2 kathy moore at comcast.net and that's k-a-t-h-y-m-o-o-r-e at comcast.net on facebook i'm kathy phillips moore okay and if you would uh just private message me on facebook
0: very good well thank you very much uh this has really been a uh a great experience for me i think it's the first time i've actually Sat down and spoke with somebody that that really was able to make a big change in her life, and I'm sure you changed a lot of people around you. So I would call you a hero of health. So
1: thank you, Doctor Chris. I like to think of myself as a cancer thriver.
0: There, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. I, I
1: feel very. Somebody told me at the beginning that I might look back on this someday and be grateful, and I am because uh, it has changed my life. I bet. Every day is a blessing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm a better person because of just having this discussion with you. So, very good.